0: Ecclesiastes chapter 6. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, and it lies heavy on mankind. A man to whom God gives wealth, possessions, and honor, so that he lacks nothing of all that he desires, yet God does not give him power to enjoy them, but a stranger enjoys them. This is vanity, it is a grievous evil. even though he should live a thousand years twice over, yet enjoy no good, do not all go to the one place?
1: All the toil of man is for his mouth, yet his appetite is not satisfied. For what advantage has the wise man over the fool? And what does the poor man have who knows how to conduct himself before the living? Better is the sight of the eyes than the wandering of the appetite." This also is vanity and a striving after the wind. Whatever has has come to be has already been named, and it is known what man is, and that he is not able to dispute with one stronger than he. The more words, the more vanity, and what is the advantage to man? For who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow? For who can tell man what will be after him under the sun? This is the word of the Lord.
0: Thanks be to God. Jeremy, yeah.
1: how inspired are you right now?
0: Yeah, yeah. Another sunny day in Ecclesiastes. <laughs> um, but there's great evil under that sun, <laughs> 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 and he has seen it. And um, yeah, you know this this passage says some things. I'm sure you're wondering: is so? Is 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 it? Does the Bible teach that it is better if no one ever existed <laughs> um, um is that what this is saying uh, yeah. i'm curious what are some of your thoughts on that
1: the the metaphor of comparing this i'll kind of kind of call him the hustler you know he's like constantly hustling building up wealth d and not enjoying it the comparison of the the hustler and this image of the stillborn child is Mm. like haunting Mm -hmm. and and harsh and kind of hard to read, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I, that's not something I've experienced, but I have good friends who have, and Mm -hmm. like, that is terrible. Um, and and so yeah, you can tell the author here is he's trying to strike a chord and he is striking a chord. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so, we're we're kind of carrying over from chapter five. If you didn't listen yesterday, that mm-hmm. kind of might help because yeah. we're actually chapter six. Which obviously chapters and headings are all not inspired; they're all just kind of what scholars have added nowadays. But, um, and and verse eight of chapter five, it starts this section called the vanity of wealth and honor, and that's all. Well, that's what all of chapter six is under too. So we're kind of continuing with this thought and we get to this person who is accruing wealth, not enjoying it. One day he's going to die having stored up all this wealth and and built this life that he was too busy to enjoy Mm -hmm. that his eyes were constantly wandering and his appetite is not satisfied. Mm -hmm. And that's, he, he's really pointedly, he's getting really explicit in calling this figure out. And I think as uh, as bleak and heavy as this sounds, the author, he's not trying to drive you into despair. Mm. He's not trying to drive me into despair. But it's actually this really heavy-handed invitation to, like, dude, come rest In the goodness and bounty that God has surrounded you with and I know when we read this passage like isolated it just sounds bleak and dark and we like laugh about it not being inspiring Mm -hmm. but you know especially if you you come off verse 18 of chapter 5 behold what I have seen to be good and fitting is to eat and drink and find enjoyment in all the toil with which one toils under the sun Mm -hmm. the few days of his life that God has given him Mm -hmm this is an invitation into joy and into contentment mm-hmm. and he's saying like look and it's funny because i think in america with this like entrepreneurial um nerve that is so prevalent right now it's easy to think this this is just the cultural moment we're in but it's really a fundamental part of humanity is like this you know you got your hustle and your side hustle and your other side hustle and your you're constantly working and like work sucks and you're working like a dog, but Mm -hmm. you know, you're working your way up the totem pole and then guess what? Before you, you're always like, you're always still approaching the level of wealth and comfort that you want to be at, but then you die and you never actually arrive. And so he's saying, slow down and be grateful for where you are, where the Lord has brought you and love the people around you. Love the food that you're eating, the drink that you're drinking and the toil at which you're toiling.
0: Mm -hmm. That's so good. And I don't even have anything else to add to that. Um, Really. I think back to like, just kind of the, like maybe a little bit of a Bible reading encouragement, you know, sometimes people are afraid of the old Testament and, 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 and and maybe some of that fear comes because you read something like this and it makes you feel kind of bad. Mm -hmm and therefore you decide that this isn't worth reading and 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 I, what we're not saying is don't feel bad <laughs> <laughs> by this passage like yeah. it actually is good that you feel that because it like you said so well is that it should be this wake up call to mm-hmm. like look god's given us gifts to yeah. and and to he wants he wants to occupy, he's going to occupy our hearts with joy as the end of chapter five says. Yeah. And so look to him and, and find joy ultimately in him mm. and, and kind of be woken up from, uh, this, this fruitless toil, uh, yeah. that, that doesn't result in joy. And that ultimately you'll find out it doesn't result in joy. Cause really at the end of the day, we are pursuing joy. We are pursuing satisfaction. Like people want to be happy. Yeah, um, and I think that's why we chafe at this kind of passage. But it's like you said, yeah. it's, it's ironic that he he uses this like sadness to wake us up yeah. to the opportunity for happiness.
1: Yeah, that's a great word and an encouragement reading the scripture. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a two sided coin. Like if I read this and am drawn to annoy it, or sorry, drawn to avoid it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not only does it show that I am misreading. Ecclesiastes 6 but what that also is showing is I'm probably misreading the parts of the Bible that I am drawn mm-hmm. to like if it is if parts of scripture are leading me away from acknowledging other parts of scripture there there's a lot that needs to be addressed there mm-hmm. and I would say like to me this leads me to I need to do like a gut level honest, inventory of my life and say has is the life that i'm leading the christianity that i'm that i'm following the the like jesus figure i'm following is it is it stripping me of rest and of sabbath and of simplicity and if so that is not the god of the bible Mm -hmm. and i need to to figure out where those those roots of sin have, have crept in. Mm-hmm. That's right.
0: Well, I'll just read this verse 12 here and we'll end for today. For who knows what is good for man while he lives the few days of his vain life, which he passes like a shadow. And the truth is um, the Lord knows what is good mm-hmm. and, uh, and we can look to him. Yeah. Well, For Will Carlisle, Jeremy Brooks, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm.